Oh, uh, uh hey there, f friend. Wanna buy a scroll? A, f a scroll of cold fingers? No? Ah, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe a ray of tummy upset? No, no, you're a, a, a person of refined taste. I can see that. What about a jiggle the zombie scroll? Oh, no. That's, uh, that's all I have except for, except for this one. It's oops, all necromancers. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and joining me at the table are Bug, Finny, Seder Druid, friendship is like a band, and we're all playing fucking rad guitars! Insert guitar noise here. See? Madame L, half-elf bard, getting glowing eye whomped by a sky-high psychopomp. And Bree. Soren Dahl, Hobgoblin Necromancer. Man, my boy had a fucked up time. <laughs> and before we get into the recap, is there anything that we want to plug? I would like to expand my precious plug points on telling a friend. Telling a friend in this brand shiny new year. Tell your mom and your grandma and your cousin and your neighbor across the street and don't just tell them anything tell them about our podcast yes yeah <laughs> don't just say hey what's up and i am going to add a small addendum only if they're cool <laughs> yeah. you know what we're about here at oops all necromancers inc and maybe only if they're cool we don't want those fucking lamos no narcs no narcs no cops Right, I'm going to start the recap let's recap what happened last time in lady erzbit's lands Madame L was drawn into the woods by a mysterious wisp, which led her to a small clearing with a big, beautiful tower. Therein, she encountered what some would call a psychopomp, who tried to draw out a few insights from R.L. Though the results may have been less than desired, Madame L did take the first baby step into accessing the deeper mysteries of Tethmere. Afterwards, not to be outdone on the mysteries front, Finny delved deep into their own essentia and that of their familiars. Therein, Finny found that their keepsake was much more than expected and calmed an inner storm that had been brewing for a time. Finally, Soren had a simply horrid time as a parting gift from a previous encounter wormed its way through his body. Though he failed to resist its grim compulsion, his dark passenger had another say in the matter. With a heart-pounding pulse, the grisly burden within him cleared his sight in more ways than one, showing Soren a vision that perhaps he wasn't meant to see. So, all in all, a normal day for the four of you. Dream sequence time. Oh, cool. So, Soren, you are seated in Bonastor's office. And he's sitting across from you at his desk. And uh, he looks up and says, Mr. Dull, it's been far too long since we've had a talk. Please, report on the situation at hand. Can I get you anything? Tea? A toffee? 
I must say, I approve of what you've done with your appearance. Some say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and clearly you've taken that statement to heart. And he just sort of gestures at your, uh, <laughs> once again, very long hair and pointed oh, nails. No. <laughs> that do have a resemblance to a Darkness Vana store zone. It's it's a look I'm uh, trying out, um, Dark Lord. Updates, yes. Um, on the sp- specific uh, target or happenings in general? Well, mm, so if you want to tell him the basic events of what all occurred, like with the circus and stuff, I know we talked about this earlier off recording, but it has only been like five days, but a lot has happened in five days. Yeah. So if you want to give him the basic rundown, I don't think you would necessarily have anything you need to omit. I mean, I guess you can decide if you do or not. Like, you obviously don't have to tell him about finding out about Meftil and the circus and whatever, Mm -hmm. specifically, just what happened. Then we Mm -hmm. can do that. Like, you don't have to try and sit here and remember verbatim. Oh, well, uh, Dark Lord, I don't know that any of it would be... um of particular interest, but it's uh, not my place to to judge um, what is and is not relevant, as you know. Um, <clears throat> we were um, uh, traveling with a circus. Things went poorly. We were uh, accosted in the nighttime, subject to a bizarre and somewhat baffling series of trials and ultimately ended up dispatching (laughs) management. As of the moment, we are currently headed further northeast, deeper into Nethraxel. Interesting, interesting. And what exactly have you gleaned in your time in Nethraxel, Mr. Dahl? Likely not much. The darknesses are not already aware of. Enlighten me on anything you think's relevant, and I'll compare with our intelligence. Why don't you? Of course, of course, uh, Darklord. It appears as though there are potentially ongoing experiments, um, presumably of a magical nature, and likely intended um, to be weaponized. Interesting, and I assume that you are now on your way to <laughs> discover what these experiments are and perhaps for the good of your country and your countrymen stop them and he smirks at you as a as a secondary objective of course um yes dark lord that is a matter uh worth looking into um however uh, i assumed it was still my prime objective to monitor the specific individual I have been been tasked to to um, um, observe. This is adequate. Thank you, uh, Dark Lord. For now, but I think your primary task can take the back seat on this one. Of course, um, Dark Lord. I will, however, say it will be difficult to continue to um, research and observe the subject if. The subject and I are not in the same place. I I do not believe I have it in my power to convince this individual of anything. 
that's not exactly my problem now, is it? I suppose not. I am certain you will not hesitate to remind me forcibly, if need be, if I am overstepping um, um, my, my position. Um, I would like to, however, in, in, inquire. Um, we have had numerous n- narrow um, escapes. Um, might there be any small... Very small. Any any small uh, boon you may be able to provide myself as one of your humble servants. Give me a persuasion check. I'm gonna probably fail that. Oh, God. Well, it can only be so bad. Um, eight. <laughs> that would be an eight. Mr. Doll, I'm not a cruel master to you, am I? Of course not. No, of, certainly not. Of course not. you may occasionally speak your mind in my presence. Of course. I will consider what I can offer you and get to you in these matters and locations. Now, where exactly did you say you are currently? Uh, we have just recently crossed into um, Lady Erzbeth's land. Understood. We'll keep in touch. Mr. Dahl, your report this evening was much more amenable than it was last time. Of course, Dark Lord. I um, do not need to be told twice. <clears throat> Have a good rest, Mr. Dahl. And with that, things start to fade. And you wake up. Oh, sick. Eight hours well, later. Horrible you pain this time. Him. Nope. You pleased your dream, Daddy. Ah! We were going to get it even if we didn't say it. Somebody was going to. It doesn't make me any happier. Yeah, well, uh, I will say, Soren, when you wake up, um, your nails, once again, are fully pointy. Your hair is still quite long. Oh, gosh. Um, Is anybody else awake? Oh, yeah. Grun, he's uh, stoking the fire. He has um, several small ravens cooking over the fire. He goes... Hey, morning. Uh, is that is something happened last night, or because like I see you got the the long is is there something in the water I don't know about? Because kid over there's got you know that whole whatever cloak thing going on, and you're looking weird. Um, r- rude. Okay. Um. Hey, maybe maybe next time we just boil the water before we drink it, huh? And he goes back to uh, tending what he's cooking. Okay. He's like, uh, breakfast is also done. I hope you don't mind Raven. That's f- fine. How early is it right now, Oz? So this is something we didn't super touch on. Lady Urzbet's Lands, or Urzbetia, as it's marked on your map, mm-hmm. is always dark. Basically, the difference between day and night is day is like twilight and mm. night is like pitch black. So it's currently less dark. Uh, I would say it's like maybe five. Okay. Like Grun really doesn't have to sleep that long and mm-hmm. or like rest that long being a barbarian. So also, hey. Mm, yes? I know this is a, a weird question, but like do the horses, do their teeth look what? sharper than usual? Like I'm not ma- imagining that, right? What? Um, I don't. Uh, is this something I would know anything about, Oz? Can I roll an Arcana? Uh, sure. 
I don't. <clears throat> I mean, I rolled a one. I will say with your general investigation, if you're looking at the horses, uh, you do find a few small puncture marks on their necks. Oh, no! Buttercup okay. and Buttercup too. No! <laughs> like, they're not actively bleeding, but... I mean, I just don't know what to do because I rolled so badly that, like, I guess I don't know what vampires are, which seems really dumb. Um, so that roll wouldn't have been a, I don't know what vampires are. That, you could certainly put that together. It's, you don't know what creature, uh, bit your horses. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Oh, God, are you going to make me kill horses on yet another podcast? Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Um, I would watch out for anything getting its teeth anywhere near you around here. Yep, yep, makes sense, makes sense. Don't generally let things bite me, but... I've never been to Urzbetia myself, but, um, there's a lot of talk. <clears throat> so, like, vampires or something, right? Y yes. Yep. Yep, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense why it's so dark all the time. And dark the... all the time. Everything's biting. Yeah, I do think we should still boil that water though, because I'm I'm still not entirely convinced. Uh, I think at this point, Finny Finny is rolling around fitfully in his sleep, just mumbling, mm. "Big band, uh, <laughs> band, best friends, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like startles and wakes up, sits directly up and goes, Ah, oh, good morning. <clears throat> uh, good morning, Finny. I'm not so certain about that one, kid, but uh, breakfast's ready. Oh, and yeah. And he tosses you a raven? I'll be honest here, I'm not really certain how one would cook a raven or even if you really. I mean, just like can a pigeon. Get much meat. Yeah, plug yeah, it. Okay. pigeons. Yep. yep, it's a squab. <laughs> it's a goth squab. You got it. Goth squab. I own a pet crow and I'm goth now. Nicholas Cage. Anyways, <laughs> um, Year of our Lord 2022. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Finny is super happy and uh, shares with Thaddeus and Wallace. And uh, yeah, they share. They're good little perfect gentlemen now. This Aww. is so beautiful. Yeah, I guess at this point, Madame uh starts to rustle around in her wagon and comes out and has visibly had a probably a bad night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is this, Groon? What's, what's for breakfast? Raven and leftover boar. It's delicious. I don't know about the boar. I am currently boiling the water. Would anyone like tea? I would love some. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, Madame Elle goes over and we'll try to start picking at the crow. Hey, Soren. Did you, like, get a makeover overnight? I don't know, uh, what? You're looking <clears throat> luscious. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, thanks, Finny. I, I don't, I, I don't think, I've got to go. <laughs> and I'm gonna go put my stuff away. I understand morning ablutions and all that. Uh, I went behind that tree, so maybe a different one. No, mm, thank you for the heads up. While Soren's away, I think Madame Al will kind of whisper to Grun, "Oh, 
Groon, what was what was all that about last night? All uh, what about? Mr. Soren seemed a little more panicked than usual. I'll be honest with you, madam. The man does seem to be panicked often. I'm not really sure, but I I don't recommend just drinking the water around here anymore. You know, they say that 99% of pathogens come from water, so... <laughs> Green known science. Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah, I don't know what the word pathogens mean, but it can't be good. It sounds like a bad <laughs> word, so... Yeah, the germ theory of disease did, in fact, come to Tethmir about 10 years back, so... <laughs> We're kind of figuring things out in a non-magical, healy sort of way. <laughs> This is all nothing. This is all nothing. It's probably going to be cut, but... Finny's listening in. Yeah, he did seem a bit disturbed. I'm really uncertain. Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Uh, yeah, Madame Al just kind of grimly picks at her crow and and, and ponders this, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and, and have some tea. Uh, so, um, Groon was just telling me... Can I, like, kind of... Here's the thing. I don't want to say this in front of Finny because I'm worried he's going to freak out. I mean, if anyone knows animals the best, it's me. That's true. I don't know um, how soon it will be an issue, but knowing where we are and knowing what little I know um, about Urzbetia, the... The horses have been compromised? What is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Madame L is in a very grumpy mood, and she's just kind of, like, staring at him, doing the hand gesture, like, spit it out, you know? The the horses, something... Oh, the horses have fangs. And what? something, something bit, something bit... Buttercup the and Buttercup yeah. Junior? It, sure, I guess. I... Is that what you guys named them? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> no, it's not! <laughs> Weird. That one looks like a licorice to me. I don't know. That's my mom's name. Thank you very much. It's a weird name for a mom. Oh, whoa. What if I said that about your Ex- mom? Well, I don't remember my mother's name. So there, kid. Oh. How does that? Well, that's depressing. How How's this one shake out? Now we both feel bad. I'm, and Finny just like <laughs> shuffles over to the horses. Before we get into that, I just want to make a note because this is my head cannon. I I haven't had a chance to share it with you, but Madame mm-hmm. L is shaken because uh, when nobody's looking, she actually talks to the horses <laughs> in her own her own kind of way, oh, as if mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like therapy horses. Kind of yes. The horses know my secrets. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, she talks far more to the horses than she talks to anybody else. Madame L, certified horse girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. So Finny's gonna go over to the horses and just like, just like look into their eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'll try and figure this out. And I'm going to cast Speak with Animals, please. Yep, sure. (laughs) You want to speak with horse. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I am once again given the job of giving a voice to an animal. (laughs) Two animals. (laughs) Two animals, and just like their names, they're going to sound exactly the same. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Buttercup. Buttercup 2. Can you hear me? Can you understand? Yes. (laughs) They say in unison. Are you okay? We feel anemic. We know what anemia is. (laughs) 
I don't know what I'm doing here, y'all. It's fine. What happened? Sleep. Sleep. Pain. Bite. Not good. Blood? Blood. Blood? What? I should clarify that a lot of animals are generally not as uh, cognizant as uh-huh. Thaddeus and Wallace are. I turn to my friends and I go, Guys, I'm sorry. I think our horses might be a little stupid. This <laughs> might take a second. I'm pretty sure horses have an int of one yeah, or two. Yeah. Let me uh, double check this real quick because I didn't look up the horse stat block because why would I need it? I thought it would be at least three. Uh, no, my friend. Draft horses are a two. Oh. I would say riding horses are probably the same. Did it, so did something. I, I see bite marks. What bit you? What shape was it? Big, flappy. Big and flappy. Did it have. Scary. Oh, scary. Okay. Huh. We know what fear is. Are you good? <laughs> Are you good, bro? <laughs> Are you good? Uh, they sort of nuzzle up to you and blood. Give blood. Oh no. Um. Oh. Watch the teeth, Finny. Oh no. Buttercup Junior just sort of slowly walks up to Madame L and leans down and takes a bite out of the raven. Oh. Oh. Meat good. Okay. Oh, well, well um, meat's better than blood, right? Both both are good. They look at each other and then sort of horsily nod. But. You know, like horses do. We're friends. Yes. We love each other. We're family. Love, strong word. <laughs> oh, whoa. Coworkers. Buttercup, come on. They just said that we're coworkers. Accurate. What? I thought we were family. Anyway, Finny, does it appear as though the horses are going to, I don't know, drain all of our blood in our sleep, or...? I would. Well, well maybe if we, we can, we can get meat, you know, it's, it's... Yeah, I It's think maybe even okay. easier to get than grain, you know, it's, I, I... it's not like it's a... It's a problem. Groon just seems yeah, to be able meat, to pull them out of the trees. easy to find. Yeah. yeah. Well, just at night. Yeah. Maybe we should start... Tying them to a tree or something. Or like a muzzle, maybe? Some kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Some Something to cover those <clears throat> horse teeth. Maybe there's a, an advantage to vampire horses. Yeah. Maybe they run faster now. Yeah. Maybe they can, <laughs> maybe they can turn into bats. Like, hmm? Can you... Do you guys feel, like, stronger? They both look at you... Uh, buttercup with a mouthful of raven <laughs> and then look at each other and go pull big cart bigger cart so how about how about how about this how about we strike a deal here an even better deal than we had sure what if we give you lots of meat and maybe sometimes animal blood and you uh just keep Pull in the wagon. Yeah, that's smart. That way they won't get a taste for, you know, dwarf blood or Yeah, and, and, and you don't bite us. The horses look at each other. Then they, once again, just sort of nod at you and go, okay. Very good. Yeah, we made a deal. Everything's fine. This seems m- manageable. Uh... I will, however, um, mention this is likely not the first time we are going to 
maybe encounter this problem. Well, I mean, they can't become, like, double vampires or nothing, can they? Hold on. Can they fly? And the horses look at you and then look at each other, and horses can't shrug, can they? Nope. No, nope. not really. They don't really have... And they just sort of look down at their hooves and then back up at you and nothing. Nothing happens. Okay. And they both look at each other and go, guess not. Damn. Damn. That'd be sick as fuck, though. Our wagon would be flying in the air and shit. I'm afraid <laughs> we're getting a little, little lost in the weeds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to talk to the vampire horses. No, we're we're not we're not lost in the the weeds at all. We have this map here, see. Oh yes, that reminds me. We didn't really come to any kind of conclusion last night. We kind of got distracted by the items. Um, what exactly are we doing? Should we head to the next town and kind of try to blend in a little bit? Is that would be my yes. I just go where you guys tell me. I mean, yeah, vampire horses notwithstanding, it might not be a a bad idea to get back to civilization for a little bit, and maybe we can get some news about what's going on with the circus. It says next town here is called Grushtal. Uh, so what? That can't be right. Uh, yeah, it says it right here: G R U U S T A H L Grushtal. Gosh. It's, it, yeah, yeah. They're not very inventive here, are they? Yeah, I was just going to say, not much for creativity in Nathraxel, huh? No, it's not a particularly inspiring place. Names are never that original, you know? <laughs> Everyone's been named something somewhere from before sometime. Okay, well, I... No, trust me, this all makes sense. This, yeah, this tracks. Um, um, it also occurs to me, um, that if we are able to, um... Uh, let's say, ingratiate ourselves in some m- manner to Lady Ursbit or other um, influential individuals. That does provide some degree of safety. You mean like do a little dance for him? Uh, I-, I was thinking yeah, more of... Yeah, something like that. Maybe odd jobs or particular skill sets could take care of or something along those lines, you know? Yeah. I, I understand that tiny dances are part of your skill set, but I don't know that. They'll really like me if they see my little dance. <laughs> anyway, about time to hit that old dusty trail, huh? Yes, it's. I think about it's time probably... to get back on that road. And, uh, you know, this map really doesn't have any sort of scales mentioned here. So it's maybe a half day's travel away. Best that I can tell. It shouldn't be too far. If you need me to. I can sit in the front to talk to the horses if they're acting weird. You know, I consistently forget I also have the ability to speak with animals sometimes when I really want to. Wow. There's a whole thing. I'm not... I get why it's... You know, we're getting a bit meta here, but I get why it's part of the skill set. But it is kind of odd that I just can spend ten minutes focusing on talking to animals and then I can for a little bit. (laughs) It's a real odd one to toss into two. Anyway. I mean, you're speaking with people who can manifest things with mostly their mind. I yeah, don't... and I do just get stronger when I'm really mad, which is also kind of weird, huh? We There's some questions about this world. It's that... almost like we're playing some weird game or something. Whoa there, kid. Whoa there, kid. Uh, sorry, sorry. You sorry. mean I don't... Hold on. 
Do I not make my own decisions? No, no, you definitely <laughs> do. We all do. It's definitely not like some pieces of plastic that do it. Yeah, yeah, I do hear sometimes hear a clinking in the far distance it's that really I wonder weird. about. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so you guys get back on the road. Like I said, as the day continues, it doesn't really get much lighter. It is not to the point that, like, for example, Finny has problems seeing, but it is pretty dim uh, consistently. So if you guys want to, uh, I don't know, travel with a lantern, that might not be a horrible idea for your non-dark vision having friend. We can bust out our drift globe. Oh, yeah. That magic item I gave you that does the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Finny, do you... Um... Do you have the um the the drift globe? Oh yes, and I, I pull it out of my cloak from somewhere that seems like it wouldn't belong, but you've been <laughs> you've been holding it in your armpit. <laughs> but yeah, I pull it out. Uh, very good. Yeah. So you guys get on the road, uh, and the woods are, other than the occasional like sound of beasties and stuff, oddly quiet. It's a very still day, which is definitely kind of different than how it was in. Uh, Meftel's lands, like, around Kreeshtal and stuff. But anyway, as you guys are continuing along, you see up ahead in the distance along this road uh, what is just sort of a bobbing lantern. Uh, but as you get closer, you see that it is another wagon traveling the same way you are with a open back that is full of sacks and what is the biggest burnup any of you have ever seen. It is three <laughs> feet across. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And this uh, wagon and team of horses, team of mules, we'll say, is being driven by a small gnome. Wow. Who turns and looks back at you guys and goes, hello there. Uh, um, Hi. Uh, hello. That is likely the finest um, specimen of a burnip I have ever seen. Oh, yes. This is my prize burnip. Best damn burnip I ever done grew. Y'all off to, uh, Grustal? Yes, yes, we are. Madam Mouse in the back, just kind of leering over your shoulders. Folks, folks around these parts don't really get burnips, and they pay a premium for them, so it's, it's worth it, despite these woods giving me the heebie-jeebies, but I wouldn't say no to some company on the road. I think that would be, um, at... I'm going to, like, kind of look at Finny and Madam L and Groon, like, for approval before I say yes. Madam L wants to leer over your shoulders and look, check out this gnome just to make sure he's on the up can and we, up. Uh, can we do a vibe check on the gnome? Sure. Yeah. You can do an insight if you want. Alrighty. Uh, Let's vibe check this gnome. Quick description. He, um, he's wearing, you know, one of the peasant caps. The little cloth caps. Yeah. yeah, they're like sackcloth, and they have the long tendrily bits down the sides, and it's kind of like a skull cap type thing. Yeah. As per usual with gnomes, big, bushy, uh, kind of curly beard, um, and he's an older gentleman. Uh, you do see that as far as, like, clothing or whatever, it's, it's standard, like, overalls, a uh, linen shirt underneath, but he's fairly muscular. I immediately wow. trust him because he's a farmer, what a, so... What a cute little man. Well, you know, um, he's, he's kind of sinewy. I, I got a 13. Madame Al got a 4 plus 4, an 8. Okay, that's a, that's a 10. 
Yeah, I mean, to all of you, he's, he seems fine. He's a farmer. He has Vibes are good. Yeah, he hasn't done anything shifty, like, looking you all over for what you're wearing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just got a bunch of burn-ups and sacks. Nice. Oh, gosh. Nice. Uh, I would say that the uh, big old burn-up... Uh, the face on it is a lot more pronounced. Oh, and, I was uh, going to ask about it. Uh, yes, the eyes do seem to be cognizant no. of their surroundings. No. Like, it, it definitely made eye contact with no. you, what which the typically f- these faces don't move. What the fuck? Um, <clears throat> can I make an arcana check on the burn-up? Sure. Uh, first, I'll, first I'll ask him. Um, it is, uh, it's a, it's a, a pleasure to meet you, uh, um, my uh, apologies, friend. Where are my manners? My name is uh, Bidbor. Bidbor from Death Metal Farms. Perhaps you've heard of us. <laughs> Big Boy Have from I? Death Metal Farms? Death Meadow. Meadow. Okay, they said Do Meadow. I know <laughs> of him? Yeah, I would say you do. You at least know of Death Meadow Farms. Uh, Bidbor is the head proprietor. Mm-hmm. He would be known as Bidbor Death Meadow to mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Death Meadow Farms is one of the larger burnip farms uh, known for their high quality burnips. Wow. Oh, incredible. Wow. We're meeting oh, a well, famous it person. <laughs> it's. Uh, You've uh, met a famous farmer. Yes. <laughs> Soren's excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it is an absolute uh, pleasure to meet you, Bidbor, if I may. Um, of course, of course. You are very, very well known, particularly for for your burnips. These are really um, incredible. Uh, <clears throat> may I? Um, uh, what's the going rate? Well, normal going rate's about oh, I'd say three gold per a pound or so. But now, forgive me for presuming, but you a boy of Urius? Back from before that, what's his name? Maftail ruled the lands. Urius. Oh, uh, around those parts, uh, yes. <clears throat> well, since you're a kin of a sort, I reckon I could cut you a deal. What's say a sack for, oh, five silver? Oh, I, I, I couldn't. Um, yeah, you can. Uh, That's a great deal, mister. It is, uh, and I appreciate your, um, generosity, but I, I, I couldn't. Um, so I'll pay him, I'll actually give him six silver. You certainly are too kind. Let's say we settle on four, eh? No convincing you of five. <clears throat> oh, you drive a hard bargain, but I'll stand my ground at four for a boy of Urius's land. What's going on? <laughs> Madame L is in the wagon listening to a fucking burn-up sale, and she's just miserable. <laughs> she's already in a horrible mood this morning. Her best friends got turned into vampires. <gasps> Soren's loving it, dude. <laughs> this is great. Um, okay, uh, then I'll, I'll give him four. Uh, four it is then, and if I may, can I, it, it is just, uh, it's, I have never in, in my life seen a, a burnip of, of that size, and, um, may I take a, a closer look? Of course, of course. Okay, I'm gonna look Kinda at it. Kind of eerie how the eyes seem to follow you, huh? It does seem like that is what they are doing. <clears throat> Uh, what kind of role is this? Arcana? Uh, what are you trying to discern from it? Why it's fucking looking around. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be Arcana. Okay. Okay, 16 plus 521. Okay, so here's the thing about Death Metal Farms, which, once again, this is a vaguely, like, 
famous farmland area mm-hmm. because it's like north of Grishaw, but it is very close to the Blackfall River. Mm-hmm. So one, the soil is very fertile, but two, rumor has it that it was a farmland that is on the same land as an ancient battle where a lot of blood was spilled. Uh, you think basically some sort of necrotic or necromantic magic has enhanced this burnout. Oh my god. Whether it contains like more of a soul or what compared to other burnups, because make mo- no mistake, burnups do contain a, a snifter of soul. What? That's why they taste um, so good. <laughs> but this is terrifying. Yes. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah, I just don't know what to do because, like, I know we, I don't want to get stuck on burnup bullshit, but, like, I can't let this guy. I, do I think it's dangerous? Uh, I don't know. Do you? Kinda! This man has been farming burnups longer than you've been live. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I, I mean, this is absolutely true, yes. Yeah. Madame L is in the back of the cart observing this and is getting very antsy. And she's going to say, Mr. Soren, why don't we just, why don't we just tail him up to Grushtal and, and you can stare at the burn up all you want on the way there. Hmm? <laughs> oh, I reckon there'll be quite a crowd for this here burn up. And he uh, slaps it and the this... uh, face on it quivers. Oh God. Not only is it the biggest in my Nearly 350 years of farming. It's also the most custardy. Ew. Gross. <laughs> That's so gross. Manuel gags. <laughs> Boys of Urius's land can always catch up once we get to where we're going, huh? Yeah, I'd like to follow him and look at the burn up some more, too. I think it would actually uh, be more appropriate for us to take the lead. We're moving slightly faster, and if we encounter anything on the road... Of course, of course. Those some fine horses you got there. Though, uh, are those fangs I spot? Yeah, um, They're designer horses. Yeah, fancy. My apologies, didn't mean to <laughs> insult your horses. Regardless, lead the way. Uh, kind of hard to tell what time it is around here, but time's a-wasting, I assume. I will die for this man. Yeah, me too, officially. You don't need to die for this nope, man. but we will. No, but okay. I will. So you guys continue along your way, <laughs> and it is now time for random encounters. Oh, shit. So oh, let's shit. see if you need to die for this man. I will die for him. Bidbor. Bidbor, I will die for you. So as you guys are going along, uh, an hour or two passes, and... As you are continuing down the road, you hear what sounds like uh, flowing water in the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just come to a uh, stone bridge that goes over a small stream. Relaxing. That looks like cool, clean water. And Bidbor says, if y'all don't mind waiting a couple of minutes, I'm going to go ahead and water the horses. I don't know if. Your designer horses need it, but mine certainly do. Uh, our horses only drink designer water. Mine are also mules. I forget this sometimes. You know how it is being three foot tall. <laughs> well, if you really think about it, a mule is a horse in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Jesus. I guess if you think about it. Uh, so yeah, it's a stream of nice, cool water. You can refresh your yourself, have little sits. Uh, if you wanted to do some talking, 
mm-hmm. with information gathering, now might be the time. Yeah, I think we'll pu- we'd pull over and wait for Bidbor for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll come maybe follow him down to the stream and refill my water skin and just kind of chit-chat with him. In the distance, you just hear Grun sort of on her. Boy really should boil his water first. <laughs> so, um, Bidbor, I know you've said you've... Uh, made this trip um a few times uh this this would be my first sort of stint into Urzbetia. um what's it like <clears throat> oh fine enough i reckon i mean every countryside has its dangers doesn't it but from what i hear lady Urzbet's a a good lady uh not too harsh on the farmers or merchants taxes is fair mm-hmm. that sort of thing real problem with bloodsuckers but well and he just sort of shrugs. To be expected, um... Oh, also, I wouldn't necessarily use the term bloodsucker around one of their kind. It goes poorly. Y- yes, um, sp- speaking of which, is there anything, um, we perhaps need to be aware of with, um, you know, uh, vampires about? <clears throat> oh, I'd certainly get a gorget and... Some faith if you have any room in your heart for it. <clears throat> oh, and uh, <laughs> there's this whole thing about running water. Don't like it. Don't understand it. But oh, you no. know, you ever being chased or whatever, just hop right over it. Understood. Understood. Um, there's not been any issues with travelers disappearing or anything, has there? Not that I know of. No, I, not any more than usual. As per usual. Y- yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say one thing for that lady. Her lands are clear of bandits. Other horrible creatures, of course, but no bandits. So that's good. Good good to know. Uh, I take some. I drink some water because I don't know what else <laughs> to say. I'm literally the worst person to be doing this. Hmm. Cool stream. Always parches the thirst. It's good. Um, Mr. Soren, are you done talking about root vegetables? I, Can we go? Yes. Um, I was just... I hold up my water skin. Um, of course. Right then. Back to the road. So, yeah, I know what that oh no was about. Your horses are fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> bridges are fine. And also, this isn't a, like, large enough flow of water for it to be a prop. Like, that is a bigger deal with rivers and things, which is why on the map that I have uh, given out to you guys, which once this episode releases, I think we'll probably post as well, or a map of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that is why uh, Urzbetia doesn't really go much further past large bodies of moving mm, water. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, your your horses are fine. It's a little strange. Okay. Also, then you guys can't use this excuse if you somehow get a decanter of endless water and then try and use it to block off vampires or something <laughs> down the road. I have to be fair both ways on that, but... Mm-hmm. What do you think of us as little tricksters? No, I just, uh, I mean, actually, yes, I do, because I also have played D&D before. What are you talking about? <laughs> it brings out the little trickster vibes, little trickster energy. Okay, do we get back on the road again? Yep. On the road again. I've been imagining as we travel just how it looks with the glowing orb uh, kind of shining mm-hmm. its light through the trees. Uh, I assume kind of, mm-hmm. I not not imagining like dead trees, but definitely kind of jagged, uh, spooky trees. Oh, yeah. And 
Yeah, uh, your drift globe and uh, Bidbor's lantern definitely reflects off the eye shine of quite a few different creatures at quite a few different heights. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not the most uh, comfortable of places to travel through. Mm-hmm. I'm probably, between like kind of keeping an eye out and paying attention, I'm probably going through my burn-up sack and picking out which ones have the most fucked up faces and showing them to Finny. <laughs> wow! Oh yeah, that one's real fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I I know. <laughs> um, some people say that it is um, indicative of the flavor. Like, is it better or worse? Well, um, I personally um, adhere to uh, the particular school that uh, the more anguished the face, the better it tastes. Ah, the creamier, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the situation as far as traveling on? on or around the wagon. I think I'm sitting up where the horses are because I can still talk to them. So if there's an issue. Mm -hmm. Speak with animals only lasts 10 minutes, doesn't it? Does it? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, is it only 10 minutes? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I sat up there anyways, just for fun. (laughs) I was probably up there with Finny driving and also looking at burnips and keeping an eye out. Okay. I think Groom was probably on foot. Uh, because he's fine. He likes walking. Madamel is in the back uh, looking over the map. Okay. And we've got Bidbor behind us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say he's probably like 15 feet, 10, 15 feet behind you, just in case if you guys suddenly stop or whatever. Yeah. It's not like he's going to crash into you. Because like, we don't you know. really like, we don't have brake lights, so. <laughs> well, no. Uh, Finny, a 21 hits, right? Yes. We don't get perception checks or nothing? Uh, does a 19 hit you, Soren? Yeah, it sure fucking do. And then finally, against Groon. It's fucking invisible, or some bullshit. <laughs> so, what happens is, as you are traveling along, a lot of these trees, like, and this will explain why you don't get a perception, uh, a lot of these trees are you know, gnarled and twisted and, like, covered in vines and shit, and the forest is dark or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some vines to the right-hand side... Uh, oh, no. ...just reach out oh, and no. wrap around you guys no! and start to constrict, dealing seven damage to Soren. Oh, goofy, Oh, sorry, uh, nine damage. Oh, my uh, God. And you are also... Restrained. <gasps> what the fuck? As the vine wraps around you. And yeah, eight damage to uh, Finny. God. And you are also restrained. And we are going to enter initiative as three different sets of these vines spread out into bipedal creatures made of writhing vines. Um, and about nine different shrubs rush out of the forest at you. Oh, no. Fifteen plus two initiative. Um, I got a seventeen plus three twenty initiative. Groon got a nat twenty plus two, I think. Uh, yeah, I got seven. So, top of the order is Groon, who mm-hmm. is immediately going to—he's full bonus action—go into a rage. 
and, you know, same deal. His fingers get a bit webbed. He sprouts fur. Uh, face becomes more bestial. Bat-like. Whatever. And swing with his glaive on Fine Blight that tried to attack him. And he gets a 17 plus far too much because he's a horrible murder machine. <laughs> Just slashes deeply into these horrible vine monsters. Or a horrible vine monster, I should say. Dealing a fair amount of damage. Madam L didn't get got because she was inside the wagon, right? This is correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, next in the order is Sorin. Uh, oh. You are currently <laughs> restrained. If you want to get out of that, unless you have a different way to do it, like, for example, Misty Step, uh, you need to do a strength check or acrobatics. Yeah, I'm probably going to Misty Step because the likelihood of me being... Ah, uh, let me look at the acrobatics. Let me see. Maybe I don't have to burn a spell slot. I just can't... I can't afford well, to continue to be technically, you don't have crushed. to Yeah, you don't have to burn, burn a spell, spell slot. slot for Misty Step anymore. Oh, yeah, I don't. Or, well, not if the first I, if time I, you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you could you give me kind of a layout of where everybody is? Because I know me and Finny were in the front of the wagon. We're both Correct. grappled by... Some viney creatures. These creatures were basically, there was one towards the front where your horses are, and that is where Ruin is currently fighting. Mm -hmm. And then there was one about five feet up on a tree branch, like it mm -hmm. had been leaning against the tree before it whipped its vines out at you. Mm -hmm. And then one at ground level that is grappling Finny. Okay. So how far, the ones that, that are, like the one that's grabbing me and the one that's grabbing Finny, how far away uh -huh. from us are they? Based on angles and things and what have you, they were about 10 feet away from you, equidistantly. Okay, okay. and there's still uh, a bunch obviously of Obviously, there's a difference in the way they attack because of angles and whatever, but uh -huh. yes. One uh -huh. would say that they have a reach of at least 10 feet. Okay. One uh, would say. One could say. Okay, well, I think I'm definitely going to misty step back um, mm -hmm. into the wagon to get some cover um, and get myself out of that restrained condition, and then mm -hmm. I am going to... Yeah, and then I'll go ahead and chill touch, cast chill touch on the one that is currently grabbing Finny. Okie dokie. I will go ahead and make my spell attack. I rolled a 13 plus 5, 18. That'll hit. Okay. I do 5 necrotic damage to it. Okay. Uh, the one you misty stepped out of, you see the vine sort of suddenly clinch tighter where you were and then uh, retract back to it. Okay. All right, next in the order is Madam L. First, I want to do a perception check to see what's going on behind us. Are they also attacking Bidor? Uh, what you can see, assuming you are looking out the back, mm -hmm. uh, is Bidbor, who looks panicked because uh, the forest has come alive and started to attack. And then you can also see that it looks like about four of these tiny shrubs that are just running along on tiny little feet seem to be heading for Bitbore. Oh Five of them are heading for you guys. They're really cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Madame L glances back and kind of surveys that situation. And then mm -hmm. she's going to look forward at Finny, and he's still restrained, correct? That is correct. Get your wiggly little hands off of me! She'll draw her cane sword mm -hmm. and... Uh, slash at these vines to try to release Finny. Go ahead and roll the hit. Don't roll poorly. So I got a 13 plus 4. A 17. Uh, 17 will absolutely hit. That is 8 damage. 
Uh, yeah, you slash through some of the vines shooting out from this creature, uh, and they leak like this horrible greenish sap. Um, but the remaining vines that are wrapping around Finny seem to grow offshoots rapidly to maintain this hold. Uh, but you did deal some damage. So, you know, okay, and then as a, stuff there. a bonus action, uh, I, I don't have to describe every bardic inspiration, but I, I feel like the nope. the act of uh, of doing this would give Finnegan a bardic inspiration point. Wow! <laughs> My hero! <laughs> cool. Next in the order is the horrible vine creatures. We have the one that is constricting Finny, which is going to... Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> Wiggle some more. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say it releases Finny uh, oh. and then is going to climb up onto the footboard oh, near Finny to where it can see into the wagon and go for Madame L. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because y- you hurt. Uh, that is a 18 total to hit. Yep, that hits. Tin bludgeoning damage as it wraps its vine around hmm. you and crunches. No. Uh, also, you're now restrained. Um, the one that had Soren is at this point then going to uh, hop out of its tree and it is going to slam its uh, root arms into the ground and spread out grasping roots and vines that wrap around your horses and the wagon, uh, stopping your momentum. Or sorry, the horses technically should get a saving throw, I guess. That's right. Yes, give those horses a save. And they're vampire horses now. (laughs) Yeah. Look up the stat block for a vampire horse. (laughs) You act as this vampire horses have a stat block. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that's going to do it. Let me... I know where to find the horses. I know where to find the horses. I do. I just couldn't find the other thing. At least give them plus one strength. Oh, horses already have a plus four strength, my friend. Horses are strong. Come on now. Well, what do they get for being vampires? I don't know. They can eat meat now. A lust for blood, basically. (laughs) Look cool. Are in a love triangle. What? Buttercup is able to sort of dance around out of these vines. Uh, But unfortunately, Buttercup Jr. is caught in these vines and is restrained. Um, and then the other vine blight's going to try and attack Groon. And it has Fange because he recklessly attacked. And oh my god, that is a critical. Oh no. Not that much damage because he is raging and he's resistant to all types of damage except for psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is now restrained uh, as the vines writhe against him. Uh, and we'll say one goes up his nose oh! and it's bad. No! Oh no. Next in the order is... Uh, the subset of Awakened Shrubs that are going towards Bidbor uh, to go for his mules. A mule. Oh my fucking god, that is another crit. Fuck! No! These dice are so powerful, but only whenever I'm <laughs> playing as a DM and trying to kill people. <laughs> so, yeah, this set of four shrubs runs up and one just rockets itself directly into uh, the left mule's face, uh, no. poking at something fierce. The other just sort of bounces off the front of the right-hand mule 
uh, scratching up its chest a bit. And then two of them try and attack Bidbor, but they just sort of bounce off the sideboards of his seat because uh, they can't quite reach him, which is to say they both missed horribly. Good, good. Oh, gosh. Bidbor. Bidbor, my boy. Okay. Bidbor. Then we have Finny. It is your turn. Okay. There is one that is basically direct, directly next to you, currently grappling Madam L. Okay. Uh, there is another that is standing near the front of your wagon, threatening your horses. Okay. And there is one that Groon is in a fight with. <sighs> and then there's five awakened shrubs coming towards you guys. Gotcha. And then how far four away are those Bidboard. five awakened shrubs? They are within twenty feet of you. Okay. Uh, then I. <laughs> Phineas is just really mad um, at, at the suddenness because he was having such a good time talking about burnups and traveling. And then this vine is attacking Madame L. And so he just tenses up and screams, Get off everybody! And then um, casts Thunder Wave. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so what, okay. what does that look like for Finny? Um... I think I shout, and then just, like, green lightning just, like, combusts out of me in a 15-foot cube. We will be <laughs> making some saves. A 15-foot cube, which means you hit both of the fine creatures near you. They're vine blights. I'm just going to call them vine blights. That's what they are. It doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So you hit both of those. You hit your horses, and you hit Madam L and Soren. Uh-huh. Also the bu also the bushes though. No, they are 20 feet away. I thought you said Oh shit. They're within 20 <sighs> feet of you. My guess I already said it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Uh so saving throws from all of them? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh god. What kind of saving throw? A constitution. Oh, okay. lovely. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Madam L got a nat 1 minus or, oh my god! Yeah, plus two, but net one. I got an uh, I got an eighteen plus one nineteen. Uh, so the horses, Madam L, and one of the vine blights, the one that is on the ground, did I say? Mm -hmm. uh, all take full damage, or full effects, I should say. I'm sorry. Okay, here it goes. Finnegan, <laughs> four damage. So. At least I didn't. Uh, so yeah, four and then two. Oh yeah, and then and people who fail. I mean, yeah, people who fail get pushed yeah. ten feet away from me. <laughs> does that end? So does that end my restrained condition? Um, yeah. So forced movement, it can blast you out of it. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that it's lucky that Madam L failed that one. I don't know if that's exact ruling, but that's how I'm ruling it. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, and if not, uh, it's my decision. So, uh, as soon as Finny yells, the vine blight on the ground next to the tree gets rocketed back past the tree. Madame L gets shunted directly out of the back <laughs> and lands uh, on her ass right in front of the mule. <laughs> Soren is fine, and the vine blight standing next to Finny is fine. Uh, and the wagon basically gets knocked cattywampus because uh, one of the horses got shoved forward. Oh no, horse shunt. Finny yells to Madame L. I'm sorry, Madam! Please just be careful next time, Finny! I was just so angry! 
Alrighty. It is uh, Bidbor's turn. Bidbor. And Bidbor is going to do what Bidbor does best. Oh, burn up farming? Uh, no. <laughs> well, yes, but no. Bidbor sort of looks at everything going on and goes, Get away from me, you overgrown grass. <laughs> uh, and just sort of forcefully waves his hand uh, and pink and purple Ooh. ethereal burnups rocket out oh. <gasps> towards three of the awakened shrubs. Wow. Incredible. What is Bitboy? A wizard. Wow. Um, no, Bitboy is not a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Bitboy is a farmer. That's all we need to know. Okay. All Magic three farmer. hits. I cast burnup. It's very effective. Uh, but yeah, whenever he waves his hand out, uh, the shrub to the left of him that was trying to attack him immediately just evaporates as this burnup rockets into it. And then the two attacking his mules seem to get fairly well damaged as holes are punched in them from these ethereal burnups. Mm. And then we get to our lovely five shrubs, uh, which are all going to run towards you guys. Two run towards Madame L, because Madame L is now a target. One deals minimum damage, and the other deals maximum damage. Uh, as these two shrubs just sort of pounce on you, giving you a lot of scratches, you take uh, four slashing damage. Okay. The other three, one is going to try and get around to Finny. Uh, that is a 13 on the die, which is not going to hit. No. Correct? Nope. And the other two are going to leap up in the back of the wagon and attack Soren. Uh, 19 to hit. That'll do it. And a uh, nat 20 again. Oh my god. I'm killed by a fucking shrub. Um, So eight slashing damage in total. I'm huh? almost dead. Oh, yeah. Well, shrubs will do that. They will. Uh, There's a lot of that them. That is it's their okay, turn. We plan. go back to the top of the order, which is Grun, who breaks free, and that is basically his turn. Soren, your turn. Okay. Um. So I've got a shrub like right in front of me. They are standing abreast in the back of the wagon. Okay. Um. Yeah. Then I'm going to like reach over to my hip or whatever and pull out mm -hmm. the cracked wand of magic missile. Mm -hmm. Things seem pretty bad, so I'm gonna go ahead and burn all seven charges. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I don't want to use all of them because then it might not. I'll use six of them instead of seven. Okie dokie. That will be nine different magic missiles I can point. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to shoot two charges at the Vine Blight that attacked Madam L and Finny. Okay, go ahead and roll that. First one is eight damage. Okay. Two at the shrub guy right in front of me. Five damage. Okay. I'm going to shoot two at the other shrub in front of me. Okay. Six damage. Okay. Okay, then I'll shoot one at one on at the one on Finny, and then one at each of the ones that are on Madame L. Yeah, that's all nine of your shot or nine of your shots. Three damage on one of the ones on Madame L. Three damage on the other one on Madame L. And five damage on the one on Finny. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Soren, like, reaches in to, like, a little holster on his hip and pulls out the 
cracked looking wand and then just kind of rapid fire points it and these bolts of energy just kind of come blasting out of it in like almost 360 degrees. As you were doing this for a moment, the wand sputters, like sparks shoot out of both ends and a little smoke leaks out and then all of the missiles rocket out. Oh gosh. Uh, rocketing into the chest of the vine blight, which is now riddled with holes and barely holding itself together uh, and punching small holes in each of the awakened shrubs, uh, but they are all still active as far as you can tell. Okay. Uh, one would say that the vine blight who you guys have dealt so much damage to is on death's door. Mm-hmm. One would say. You could say. I probably should have concentrated those better, but I don't, whatever, it's too late now. Uh, okay. That is Soren's turn. Madamel, is your turn. All right. Is anyone still restrained? Uh, no. Grun has burst free and no one else is restrained currently, so. Okay. Do we use a cleave rule? Um, I would say with these little guys, yes. Okay. I will happily let you cleave, depending on what you do. Madame L is very exposed and uh, quite damaged, so I think she has a vested interest in getting back into the wagon Mm -hmm. and seeing that these shrubs are just riddled with holes and probably about to fall over. uh, She's going to go ahead and take her cane sword and try to slash through Mm -hmm. these shrubs here, hopefully getting both. Okay. And that is a nat one. Oh, no. Rip. She tr- gets up and stumbles towards them, but isn't able to do any damage. Yeah, you you go to take a swing, and not a whole not a whole lot happens. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, Ma- Madame L just is very frazzled, uh, being mm. rocketed out of the back of the wagon. Um, Madame L should pick up Misty Step. Uh, I don't need. A, I don't know if we all need Misty Step. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> it's a good spell. We all Misty Step together. Mm-hmm. We Misty Skip. Misty Skip. Thank you. Okay. So after Madame L, it is now the uh, Vines' turns once again. The one on Groon's going to attack Groon. Let's see what it do. Uh, it's a nine on the die. And 17, that's going to hit. So it once again grapples Groon. The one on the ground is going to approach and try and attack Benny. Uh, That is not going to hit because that is a six on the die. Nice. And the one standing on the front is going to try and attack Mr. Soren. Once again, that is a six on the die, which is not going to hit because it is a... 10 total. Lame. Vine. Dodging. Dodging. It whips out uh, its tendrils at you and you dance out of the way. I say, no thank you. You're like a beautiful ballerina. Oh. Yep. Next in the order (laughs) is the group of, well, now three shrubs. Uh, Once again, the ones attacking the mules are going to attack the mules. Or attempt to. That is a nat one Evil. on the die. <laughs> then that is a three on the die, which once again is not going to harm these mules. Uh, the one next to Bidbor is going to try and attack him, and he gets a tiny little scratch on his arm. No! It looks fine. These awakened shrubs aren't really a threat, except for in very large numbers. As Bidbor takes 
two damage. <laughs> Big boy. Okay, next in the order is Finny. Okay. So Finny feels really bad for, you know, attacking everybody, but it just happens sometimes when you're a hormonal teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Finny is going to uh, try to meditate like Agnesiman taught him. And mm-hmm. he breathes in and breathes out. And then very gently this time lets his magic flow from him. And he is going to cast Wither and Bloom. And I think it looks like kind of like a green smoke that just kind of engulfs. Okay, so you have to designate a point somewhere within 60 feet of you. Yes. Where where okay. would that hit the most? Uh, I would say it would be most effective around, like if you center it on Madam L. Okay, that makes sense too, because I feel really uh, bad that I knocked Madam L out of the cage. Then you get, there are four shrubs that would hit, or that you could choose to hit, and then you could also heal Madam L with yes. that. Yes, okay, I will do that. So basically, Wither and Bloom, I can pick uh, creatures that I want to attack, mm-hmm. and then I will pick Madam L to roll one of her unspent hit dice to regain a number of hit points equal to the roll plus your spell casting ability modifier. Hell yeah. Okay, so I got four of these little idiots that have to make rolls now. Yes. It's a constitution saving throw. And then um, as this is happening, all of the non-magical um, vegetation around us starts to just die and get its life sucked out. They all fail their saving throw, so go ahead and roll your damage. All right, I get two d6. Let's see, that's a five and a five. <laughs> Not only does the non-magical vegetation wither, these awakened shrubs also wither as you basically turn four of them into so much dust. <laughs> and then um, the you can like kind of like see the life force come out of the the vegetation that I've killed and it travels in a smoky, misty form over to Madame L as she is being revived. Wow. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that. When it says expend one of my hit dice, I can't remember. Or is, is my mm-hmm. hit dice 1d8 or is it 3d8? Uh, so yeah, it'd be 1d8 and then plus Finny's spellcasting ability modifier, which is plus three. Yes. Okay, so I regain five hit points, which is quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too bad. You're also down uh, four enemies. Yeah. Which is also good. Wait, uh, then are the ones that were... Wait, are there still the two in front of me? Yes, there is. Okay. Yes, I apologize. I would reach them all if I could. Yep. At this point, we have the two in front of you, the one next to Finny, and one next to Bidbor. Uh, five of them have been eliminated. All three Vine Blights are still going. One of the Vine Blights is heavily injured. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that is Finny's turn. It is Bidbor's turn, who uh, looks at the various shrubs and says... God damn it, I said away. <laughs> and he once again flings out uh, some more of those spectral burnups. <laughs> and once again, these burnups sort of sink into each of those awakened shrubs and expand. Oh, them. That is three more dead shrubs. Woohoo! Nice. Leaving one shrub next to Finny. And that is it. 
so yeah, that final shrub is going to, because it's the only one left, is going to try and attack Finny. Uh, no, that's a two on the back. <laughs> that's not going to do it. It is terrified that I've killed its brother. Mm -hmm. Okay, top of the order, Grun, who's once again going to strength <laughs> check to get out of this grip. And he does it once again, because it's not a very hard DC. And he's buff. And he's going to uh, move away from it back towards you guys. He just flexes. Mm-hmm. As a mm -hmm. bonus action. He flexes out of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Soren, your turn. I'm going to go ahead and, even though this is probably a waste, um, I'm going to go ahead and hex the uh, awakened shrub next to Finny. Is hex a bonus action? Yes. Okay. Uh, so this w weird sort of like enervating beam mm -hmm. <laughs> sort of like sprouts from my chest and kind of wiggles and writhes its way um, oh until it is attached to the awakened shrub. Mm -hmm. Let's say it has disadvantage on... I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be making any ability checks in the next no, two seconds. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But let's say it has a uh, disadvantage on its animal hand. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, on its athletics checks. Okay. Um, and then I am going to cast Toll the Dead as a cantrip. Okay. It rolled a 13 total. It saves. I do no damage. That's my okay. turn. I should have kicked it. Damn. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, Madame L, your turn. So I guess she'll just uh, walk up alongside the wagon and, and slash at that mm -hmm. weakened vine blight with her sword. Okay. Roll to hit. That is a 14 plus 4, 18. That'll absolutely hit. See, I gave you that new dice and now it's all better because I made mm -hmm. it with my own two hands. That is a <laughs> five, 5 plus 2, 7. Okay, yeah, uh, with seven total damage, you walk up and just sort of in a huff, cut this thing's feet out from under it, and then pierce where you assume its head or brain or whatever would be. Mm -hmm. It turns into just a mass of vines. Uh, whatever force that was animating it has fled this mortal coil. Sounds about right. <laughs> Next in the order, Vine Blights. The one who was attacking Grun is going to attack Grun. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it has a eternal combat. It has a fucking grudge. Oh my fucking God! It got another nat what twenty. The oh my God! <laughs> okay, it once again slaps these vines down on Grun, wrapping him up and dealing a hearty amount of fucking damage. Evil creature. Uh, Grun is covered in just some fairly deep cuts from the thorns on these things' vines, oh. uh, and he. His ribcage, when you got a peek at it, looks a little out of sorts. Oh, no. Madame L seeing this and seeing Grun just getting the the short straw this whole time says, Grun, dear, why don't you just hold tight there for a second and, and I'll I'll help out next time, hmm? Uh, he growls. <laughs> Not sure what that one means, but he growls. He's in a rage right now. Uh, and then the other Vine Blight is going to try and... Slap it, Finny. Let's see if it gets anything. Yeah, try and slap me. <laughs> nope, that's a four on the die. It doesn't. It slaps the side of the wagon. Fucking sure. Uh, Finny, it is your turn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at this fucking one that tried to just slap me, so I'm going to produce flame at it. Okay. You'd make a melee spell attack. Uh, So 11. Awakened shrubs don't have very good AC. Yeah. 
Okay. Also, before anyone asks me, I know it says that you can, it doesn't list that you can make a melee spell attack, but I think it's fine. It's a ball of fire in your hand. You can slap someone with it instead of throwing it at them. It's fine. Um, so I, I shoot a ball of fire at this thing and say, don't you dare slap me. 1d8, so I just rolled a 7. Uh, no, you actually deal 14 damage as this thing explodes. <laughs> They're weak to fire. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have a fire vulnerability. All right. Shrubs are out of the deal. It's Bidbor's turn. There is a light pop oh. as Bidbor disappears from where he is Bidbor. sitting to standing 10 feet away from the Vine Blight that is trying to attack you, Finny. And he's going to once again shoot these burnups at it. <laughs> as he lobs these sort of purplish pink burnups into uh, its head, its center, and then it's, we'll say, about the groin area, and they sort of expand and pop, getting this thing down to death's door. <laughs> Big boy! Okay. Top of the order is Grun, who's going to hold his turn, which means that it is now Soren's turn. Okay, I'll go ahead and use my bonus action to transfer my hex to that Vine Blight. And mm -hmm. instead of using Toll the Dead, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, use Chill Touch. Okie dokie. Okay, that's an 11 plus 5. That's 16. Does That'll that hit? hit. Okay. Um, yep. I'll go ahead and roll the... Minimum damage is 2, right? Yes. You kill it. Ghostly hand rakes through this thing, tearing it to shreds. Uh, it is now Madam L's turn. Okay. So I think everyone's attention is on that dying vine blight. Uh, everyone else's except mine and Groon. So Groon's mm -hmm. probably going to be the only one to see this. But Madam L, uh, after her encounter last night... I don't want to say she's more confident in her spiritual abilities, but she knows that there's something up, you know? Mm -hmm. So she's going to try to channel that. And so she is going to kind of close her eyes and point at Groon. Mm -hmm. And that the eye uh, that is kind of hidden on her forehead begins to glow. Mm -hmm. She'll open her eyes and her eyes are glowing this the bluish color that we've become familiar with. And... Mm -hmm. Out from the cart of burnups, a, a spectral wind spins up into the air and forces itself at Grun and pushes him five feet backwards out of the restrained condition, I believe, if that's what we ruled for the last Force one. movement, yep. That will do it. Yeah, this is my telekinetic push, which is a feat, and I use it as yeah. a bonus action. Yeah, okay. It's going to push Groon like five foot right up against this vine blight. That's fine. That's where he wants to be. Yeah. And then Madame L is also going to come up right behind it with the sword that she has drawn and attempt to stab it through the back of the head. Okie dokie. Roll the hit. Five plus four, a nine. That will not hit. Okay. However, it is now Groon's turn. Yes. Groon's going to recklessly attack, which is good because he got a four on the first attack. And... Hey, he got a six on a second attack, but that's plus six, which is just enough to hit it. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Dealing a whopping Groon slashes it in half amount of damage. <laughs> he dealt 14 damage. You are correct. If he was not consistently being restrained, this would have been a much shorter fight. It's okay. We got wonderful root-based magic from Bidbor Death Meadow, so... Hell yeah. Bidbor, my boy! 
Welcome back to the end of the episode, everyone. Welcome back. Let us join hands in our dark ritual. A dark power to you, Michael H., Elise W., Devin L., Angie T., and Carol W. May the shadows guide your steps. If you would like to receive the dark blessing, then why not stop by our Patreon at bit.ly slash allnecromancers. Oh, and you would like to receive the dark blessing. A sincere thank you to everyone, really. It, it helps us keep on keeping on. Keeping on these sacks of living flesh. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, our YouTube's pretty chill. Oh, yeah. I put up a uh, little, um, little soundscape on there yeah. that's inspired by the cityscape of Helvetier. It's real goody. Nice, relaxing, semi-ASMR without any gross mouth sounds. Promise, guarantee. Anyways, thank you for listening. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.